Hello everyone, my name is Sophia and welcome back to Project Oyster, relatable stories that create emotional connections. Today our guest speaker is Gunn High School senior Jimmy Farley. He's our school's current sports commissioner in SEC and other ways he told me he spends his time is just spontaneously going out with his friends and finding things to do, which is honestly a much more relatable way to use time than other guests have mentioned so far. Oh yeah! <laughs> so Jimmy, how are you doing today and how's the second semester senior life? Um... I'm doing great. Uh, I really appreciate that intro. I didn't know it was coming. Um, and oh, I'm sorry. How how's life doing? Mm -hmm. um, you know, honestly, I'm a little sad to leave Gun. To be honest, mm -hmm. like I really love my friends and I love it here. So thinking about it's a little sad, but I'm just trying not to think about the sad parts and just enjoying mm -hmm. the last couple months. So you're just enjoying like your last, I guess, few weeks here. Then mm -hmm. really enjoying it. Trying to live like always doing fun stuff every weekend. Mm -hmm not staying at home and just being a loner, like going out with my friends all the mm -hmm. time. Yeah, like using your time wisely. Exactly. Yep. So like it obviously seems like you're really enjoying your time here at Gun, and you're sad to leave, but it hasn't always been that way, as um, I've heard you say. Mm -hmm. And so from what I've heard uh, about you, people know you today as someone who's always positive and, you know, makes other people laugh and smile. And I think that few people actually know a few people who know you today are actually aware of insecurities and hardships you dealt with as an underclassman. 100%. Yeah, so could you share a little bit about yourself from that time? Yeah, no, actually, so I was just thinking about this today before I was coming. Like, I really have none of my friends really know about, like, some of the times I went through. Not, like, barely even my family members. My, my mom is the only one who really knows. But basically, like, I just used to have a lot of problems with myself. Like, I genuinely just hated myself. Mm -hmm. And it spiraled from like a lot of just like being down and like having sadness and like basically just depression to make like an excuse for life. And like I had really bad social anxiety. Somehow it never affected like my friendships and stuff, but it, it was nothing that really had to do with gun, but being at school, like kind of put me in a trap. It wasn't anything specific to gun. It would have happened anywhere, yeah. but I was just like in a trap in my own self. And like, I just didn't want to live anymore. I I never really had action with that, but I just was, I just hated living like I was so done with life and like I never really figured out and got to the bottom with it but I think it's it came a lot from being insecure with myself. So I guess like your friends that you have today were you, they also your friends when you were an underclassman? Yeah no I've had my friends since I was in middle school or elementary school I just never talked to them. Really? About it. So they don't really know this part of you that existed either back then? A couple of them know like some of it but not really to the depth of it. I I yeah, the the person who knows it all uh -huh. is my like my therapist from the wellness center. Mm -hmm, really? Yeah. So it's like, did it, it? So it never really impacted how you uh, like interacted with other people. It's just more of something you dealt with yourself then. You know, it never impacted them in terms of like me like dropping all this stuff on them. Uh -huh. Like really, only a couple of friends. But um, uh, it was more that. So. The thing I'm going to talk about later is yes. how you think of yourself mm -hmm. is how you talk to other people and how you interact with other people. So me thinking of myself negatively mm -hmm. didn't necessarily help any kind of my friendships or anything. I mean, for the most part, it didn't hurt them because they're so strong today. But yeah. I just like was was much more negative and, and like fearful to try things because I was mm -hmm. so like insecure with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But today you're all fine right like yeah no. obviously yeah no yeah I had a huge like come up and mm -hmm. I don't know when you want to talk about that but mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like from what you've already mentioned to me and what I read from the script you gave me your path of self-acceptance follows three main goals or achievements mm -hmm. that must be reached before one can actually be happy and so could you explain what these three goals you came up with are yeah so I boiled it down just from self-experience and like a lot of my friends have like 
had depression too, or like, it's really like in psychology, we talk about it as the common cold of like mental health. And so like a lot of my friends have had like really hard times and stuff. And so like, I've kind of thought about it for a long time. And around junior year is when I really came up and like, I just became a new self. And um, I've, I think the first step to it is really admitting you're not okay. Mm-hmm. Like looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I don't want to live like this. Like I'm, I don't want to be sad. I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. And like, I need to understand myself. And so you got to go to someone who you trust and like, you know, can help you and can take it. That's why I didn't go to my friends because I felt like they couldn't take it, which is true. And I think for me, that was, that was a really good idea. And I went to the wellness center and I just said, Hey, I'm not okay. And like, when, especially when you go to a trained professional, it might not be the first one that helps, mm-hmm. but you can, if you try your hardest and you want to be happy, you can find someone who can help you. So the first step is basically recognizing that you have an issue. Exactly. And just going. Exactly. Before you, you deal with it. Anyone who says they can handle on themselves, like by themselves, it just wants to, like, you want to stay sad. Like, mm-hmm. and that was what I did for so long. It's like this dirty feeling, like kind of like a guilty pleasure yeah. of like kind of wanting to be sad and need an excuse for life. And like, that was what I was doing. It was just, and it's a cycle. You can't handle it on your own. You just fall back into it. So after this, like, what's kind of like your second step then for uh, achieving uh, self-acceptance? Yeah. Um, I remember freshman, sophomore year, I used to, like, go see a therapist who I hated. Like, yeah. I did not like him. But what I just – it wasn't him. It was, like, I hated being there. And so, like – but sometimes he'd help me through something. But I'd just fall right back into it because I could never see long-term and realize that, like, life is like a roller coaster like you got to go through the ups and downs and so I would just like put myself in those troughs and just try and stay there as long as I could Mm -hmm. really because that guilty pleasure thing but um if you can see long term and you can see that like the highs in life wouldn't feel as good without the lows like it's so powerful like if you can find a silver lining in everything you do I mean like getting broken up with being like oh, like, at least I had those great times. Or, like, your parents getting divorced and saying, like, well, maybe they weren't doing so well together and they're going to be happier now. Yeah, so now they're happier. Exactly. Finding silver lines to everything and, like, looking Mm long-term is, like, one of the most valuable things you can have in your life. And it'll save you a lot from looking down at yourself and being, like, oh, like, I'm so sad. I wish I wasn't here right now. Like, it'll be, like, oh, I'm so glad I'm here right now because when I get up to the top, I'm going to celebrate two times harder. Yeah, so it's, like, for example, if like your life is full of ups, you'll never truly appreciate them. Like literally exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So exactly you need to be that. able to recognize and accept that when you're sad, it's okay sometimes. Yeah. And like, you know, life is really, I, so I have this theory, like life is just a game of being conscious and unconscious to the right things. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're conscious to the fact that, you know, like life goes back up after it goes down. Yeah. It's just like, you feel like you can beat the world. So it's, so, like, your third step is then basically, like, looking long-term, accepting that there are ups and downs in life. Yeah, that's, like, the second step after mm-hmm. saying you're not okay. And then the third step is really – this. it's the hardest one by yeah. far, but it's not caring what people think. Like, I know people say that all the time, but, like, how do you actually – like, how did you actually reach that point instead of it just being something oh, that I'm still you? definitely not there, 100%. Really? I'm working towards it every day, but 100% not there. I still care a lot about what people think, and it's so yeah. hard, like – to have like to be able to do something and like have and not recognize people looking at you is so hard mm-hmm. but that's one of the things in the game of life you got to be unconscious to is like what people think about you 
Because the only person who judges yourself when you're going to sleep at night is yourself. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you if you can have a positive view of yourself, even through people judging you, mm-hmm. a lot of times they're just jealous. They're trying to bring you down. Yeah. And like, if you can really recognize that, it's like, wow, you you did you honestly. If if you cannot care what people think about you and like you're not hurting yourself too, yeah, like life you, will be so much better. You're set. Really, you're set. So, I I personally think so. So like, how have you since you said you're not totally there that yet? How have you been? I guess trying to reach this point in your life. Honestly, um, that's a really good question. Like, uh, what are things you do? I guess exposure therapy. Honestly, throwing yourself out there. And just like, like just letting yourself be like, attacked. oh my god, uh-huh. like honestly, like I hate one of these things. I hate uh-huh. um, presenting because okay. my cheeks get really red, uh-huh. my my hands shake, like I stutter, like I hate doing it. Even though like people would think of me, oh, he's so social. Um, I like I really am not like that on on the deep down. Uh-huh. But I just somehow throw myself in there, and every time I do it, I always get better at it. Like really? this is for a uh-huh. Beam project, right? Yeah, it started out as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I took Beam, and you know you have to you have to do a lot of presenting. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and so with that presenting, like every time I did it, mm-hmm. I felt like I was getting better. So like, it's mm-hmm. just proof that exposure therapy works. Like you throw yourself out there, like I try to all uh-huh. the time, but it's still hard to. But every time I do it, I know I get just a little. I care a little less, and it, I think it that, helps. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Like. You know, I host this podcast, but like honestly, I'm really nervous when I talk to, and I honestly think that by doing this, it's also helping me become a better speaker. And yeah, it's just it feels good to like know, accept like something that's I guess not wrong, but something that you're not as strong at, and just like keep practicing and practicing till you eventually accept what you are or what you have. You know, it's so funny. Like uh-huh. I, I don't mean to compliment you like this, but like really, like you should take this as a compliment. Uh-huh. Like I would have never thought that you were nervous. Really, but like the fact that you that you say you're nervous uh-huh. doesn't surprise me at all. Like, I heard this quote one time. It was mm-hmm. like, "You would not care as much about what people thought about you mm-hmm. if you realized how little like they actually think negatively of you." Really? Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, like I, I would have that. never thought that, and so like wow. you really shouldn't be nervous for this. Just <laughs> no, like same I, for yeah, you. yeah, exactly. And so when you think about it like that, it's one of the things you should be conscious of in life. Mm-hmm. Is like that you're you're probably good at what you do a lot and oh. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like important to, you know, not always look down at yourself too, like to accept things that you might do well. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So like, obviously you've totally transformed as a person from who you were just two years ago, even though you are still trying to reach that third step of mm-hmm. uh, truly like, um, truly accepting who you are and not caring what other people think. Exactly. Yeah. There's still a, there. Yeah. There's actually like a step 3.5 too. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's, um, accepting your flaws yeah that's super important like everyone would be vanilla ice cream if they didn't accept their flaws nothing against vanilla ice cream but Uh we we all need some flavor in ourselves and like if you like waking up in the morning and telling yourself you love your flaws like Mm -hmm. people respect you so much for that too like if they don't then you don't you you probably you don't want them as your friend anyway it's like if you just can accept your flaws and say you know i love myself that i'm five nine Mm -hmm. (laughs) got red skin all this stuff like it's just life is so much happier when you're like, and you can, when you accept your flaws, mm-hmm. you see more of your, your skills. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, first of all, accepting your flaws is already a skill on its own. Yeah. But um, 
you just you, you've already kind of canceled those out mm-hmm. and so you're not pulled back looking at them all the time oh for sure yeah, yeah. and so then you start to realize all the positives uh-huh. you have about yourself yeah. i'm pretty good at that one really? that's the one i'm pretty good at like mm-hmm. the caring about people what people think is mm-hmm. like still really hard for me but i've really just come to accept myself and that helps me get out and like put myself out there too sometimes oh, yeah 100 yeah. percent. i honestly think like step three and 3.5 kind of go together because once mm-hmm. you accept your own flaws then other people can't make fun of you for them because you're like whatever like, exactly know about i'm it. so immune to like yeah. i really like and that's what's really helped me to become like unsensitive to mm-hmm. like i think that you should be emotional and like like understand emotions and stuff but mm-hmm. you don't want to be too sensitive on yourself because like you might take something too hard to yourself yeah. and just end up beating yourself up for it so I've become like really insensitive to like anything that has to do with the negativity of myself. And so, yeah, definitely. That's the one, that's the one I preach to. Like you really got to do that because when you're secure with yourself, mm-hmm. like I'd say I, as of now I'm pretty secure with myself. It is dramatically changed how I react like and have relationships with other people. Yeah. So honestly, how you feel about yourself probably impacts an individual more than how other people see them. I think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because like when Project Oyster we first contacted you, uh, from what Hannah told me, like we were expecting you to share like a funny or comedic story, and we were honestly really surprised that you were so passionate and felt so strongly about talking about mental health instead. Yeah. So like, why is this topic important to you, and like, why do you now share this part of your past, even though like you know a lot of your friends or people around you now don't know about it? You know, that's another fantastic question, <laughs> but um, you know safe space so i'm just gonna say it's like mm-hmm. i think a lot of people at gun like i definitely have a lot of friends and a lot of people that like me but i think at the same time a lot of people that don't know me think i'm really arrogant really like and i definitely can come off as that because i'm kind of a class clown and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like i can make some jokes that are just insensitive but when i do them it's completely like joking around and like it comes off like i'm such a jokester that mm-hmm. it comes off like i'm not joking around and so like I saw when Hannah had this and she asked if I wanted to come on. Like, I just felt like right away I knew like what I wanted to talk about because this is something like I would never want to boast about talking about. Yeah. But in such a safe space, it, it feels good to like let people know a little bit more about me because maybe I'll inspire you to like turn around and maybe look at one of your flaws or something and be like, you know what, I love that flaw. Or turn around and say, you know what, maybe I am sad and I need to go get some help. You know, like – and a lot of people would never think, oh, like I would, I'm gonna go to Jimmy to ask, like, yeah, like, for, like for as a friend to be like, hey, I'm not okay. Yeah. But maybe like someone who listens to this podcast will say, oh wow, he's really into this, and like I can go talk to him. Which you can, by the way, people for y'all listening at home, um, <laughs> <laughs> message him on Facebook. But yeah, I just became really passionate about it because I think that a lot of people see me as one sided when I, I have another side to me, and it's like a really caring guy. I'm really glad that you feel safe enough or you willing enough to share that. Yeah, there's no weakness in that for me. Like, I feel like a lot of guys might think that's weak, but no weakness in that for me. Like, I feel like being emotional is really important Uh as a guy. And, like, you know, there is a stigma against being emotional, but it's really important because you care for the people around you, too, Uh you know, and you got to watch out for them, too. That's, wow, that's amazing. So, like, obviously, I think you gave a lot of good advice today to listeners and are obviously a great example of how like one person can just you know change their mindset to become a happier and healthier individual and I think that the fact that um, people see you today as such a positive influence in their life now shows that what you did 
uh, for yourself really works and has helped you to reach the goal of self self acceptance. So, like, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today? Um, even though you've already given so much good advice. Yeah, and like even right now, like just talking about my journey, like a little bit, I feel so refreshed. Like, like I always love like talking about your feelings and all that. Like, it just always feels good to just go. <sighs> Like, yeah, let it out. Yeah, like when I was when I first came in, I felt like a little jittery, and now I feel like really good. And so, the more like just as I was saying it, it's like what I'm saying is so true, and like I really hope that people can listen to it, mm-hmm. and like just let yourself out a little bit, and like have fun whenever you can. And that's just all the advice I can give. Like, if you ever need to talk to me more, you can always always find me and talk. Like, I really strangers are my friends. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, just. I guess like want to say, what I want to say is just thank you so much for sharing all this, and I think Absolutely. it'll definitely be helpful to people who listen to this. Hopefully, you too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah it was Project right. Oyster for life. I got to stick <laughs> on my wall. Yeah, woo. right here. You can buy those for a dollar. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so <Cross> our <laughs> yeah, our team is currently also working hard to line up future guest speakers and stories, but we need your help too. So email us at studio.projectoyster at gmail to share your story and also possibly get selected to be a speaker on our podcast. You can also email us to just share a story or anecdote that our host will read out loud. And please mention in your email if you'd like to have your story remain anonymous. Once again, thank you, Jimmy, for coming in today and sharing your story. Yeah, I know. There's always (laughs) flowers for the...